0: The biggest stories from the pages of the London Free Press and LFPress.com. This is the London Free Press Podcast
1: with your host, Lindsay Barnett. London Free Press podcast. Thank you so much once again for joining us and for being here. If you are behind on your news, don't forget you can always read about the latest things happening in the city and surrounding areas in the pages of the London Free Press and over at lfpress.com. It's all things COVID once again today. I know a lot of people on Twitter already have been responding with who cares, Um, but it it needs to happen because once again, there's a bit of a shift happening Um, And so I'm excited today to be chatting with London Free Press reporter, Jennifer Beeman. Jen, how are you? I'm okay, thanks. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, You've been all things COVID related in the last week. I've seen several articles uh, published from you. Uh, There's a lot to talk about here. So maybe we start with the wastewater data coming out of Western University and the trends that they're seeing. What's been happening?
0: Right. So we've got a really cool group of people there that have been tracking this stuff, not just in our city, but province wide. And unfortunately, they're seeing our virus material and uh, COVID virus material in the city really kind of reach levels we haven't seen since March and April. And I don't know if you remember March and April, there was a little bit of a wave there. and We kind of eliminated a lot of um, some of the big public health restrictions. Um, It wasn't like a giant crushing wave. So it it kind of might not exist very large in some people's heads, but it was still quite a bit of COVID out there at the time. So I mean, it's it's kind of unfortunate. I think a lot of people were hoping that we'd have a summer that was largely COVID free. um, And things could be kind of calm. But you know, we are seeing uh, a bit of disease activity out there enough that it's certainly worth paying attention to. Um, Maybe not panicking, but certainly like knowing that it's out there.
1: Um, I had read earlier today that the seventh wave, which we are currently in for those of us who have lost track, um, is going to peak by next week, and I know data is still kind of limited because testing has been limited, um, what are we seeing with regards to hospitalizations uh, and the numbers in that regard?
0: you know so hospitalizations and deaths are kind of lagging indicators so they'll come after a peak generally in cases um which is never great but certainly you know that's kind of just what we've seen uh you know for hospitalizations right now they seem pretty stable i kind of check the lhsc every day to see where they're at um you know they're kind of hovering in the teens sort of 14 to 19 lately which has been good um not a lot in icu so you know it's the one good thing about these waves um and like you're so right it's really easy to lose track i have to count them myself sometimes um we're not really seeing the, the terrible disease outcomes we saw earlier in the pandemic when we were flying critically ill people into london from toronto um just because hospital capacity was so strained. so um yeah i mean it'll be it'll be important to see how things kind of shake out in the next couple of weeks as far as um you know cases and and deaths and hospitalizations go but um, I mean so far it's been kind of kind of calm at least
1: I don't think that this wave really should have come as a surprise to anyone with the lifting of all restrictions essentially uh, mask mandates being dropped and I know everything that I've seen over the last several months has been brace for the fall brace for the fall kids going back to school and as we know more people congregate inside as the weather gets colder. And I think that's why this wave, when you hear about some of the numbers, you think, but wait a second. I know a lot of people are outside. Sunfest that happened this past weekend was packed. I was out there on Saturday and it was wall to it wall. It, it was jammed. Um, with regards to the fall, do we expect to see the numbers even higher than they are? Because I know a lot of COVID deniers will say right now, the numbers are, are not that bad. They're not that bad, but they they actually are quite high if you get into the breakdown.
0: Sure, certainly. I mean, the fall was kind of the thing that we were all looking at for months now is just sort of looking ahead to waning immunity on vaccines and um, just kind of, kind of that thing. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of anyone's guess what'll happen. We have new variants and subvariants that are emerging, but we also have a lot of cool things in our corner right now. Um, booster doses are coming out. Uh, fourth doses are, are, you know, now open for anybody 18 and older starting tomorrow, on Thursday. So, um, you know, we've we've got antiviral medication that's being um, prescribed at our assessment center. Um, we've got quite a bit of immunity in the population too. The Omicron wave really strep, like swept through. Really, um, you know got a lot of people and kind of built natural immunity in in parts of the population. Uh, Subvariants can kind of change that that calculation. But you know, it's, it's kind of difficult, we've been sort of muddling our way through this. And just when we think we know COVID, it changes things up and uh, shifts things around. So I guess we'll have to see through the fall, but certainly boosters uh, and the potential of maybe an Omicron specific booster in the future is, is good news.
1: You know me, and I love to play the guessing game. Uh, Mm -hmm. Nobody has a crystal ball. But with regards to boosters, Ontario's top doctor, Dr. Kieran Moore, had said the delay in the fourth shot, second booster, was because a lot of Ontarians didn't get their initial booster, so the third shot. Um, What were the numbers like there, because I don't remember, and what do you anticipate that we'll see with regards to the fourth with the general population under 60 now?
0: Right, so that's the big news out today. And you, you're totally right, booster uptake here wasn't that great. I think it was, you know, 57% of people 12 and older in London Middlesex getting that shot. Good news about that is a lot of people in that kind of more vulnerable, older senior population have the third and fourth doses. So those rates are highest in the population that probably can benefit the most, uh, or are at least at a higher risk of severe disease. It's gonna be interesting to see how fourth doses shake out here. I really can't imagine a massive rush on Thursday to book these things, I feel like people have kind of tuned out a little. Um, They've gotten their first and second shot, maybe their third, they're living their life, they're going to SunFest, they're, you know, hanging out with friends. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see initially how many people come forward to really take advantage of that. Um, How many people kind of hold back, maybe wait some months or wait closer till the fall. um, and it'll be interesting also to see how the province and health units kind of really try to to sell people on these, to sort of market them to people, to say, hey, like, this is what's why it's important. Here's what you should consider. Here's why you should get them.
1: I'm glad that you mentioned people holding off until the fall because I had I had read something on Twitter, and I don't know how much validity there is to this and and the timeline, if it'll line up. Um, but some people were saying, do I bother getting the fourth shot? Because there have been rumors about a new vaccine that will specifically target different variants and COVID on a wider scale. So do I hold off on the booster and then wait for this new vaccine? Have you heard anything about this potential new vax and a timeline for it?
0: Um, certainly haven't, but there's cert- there's definitely a possibility of that kind of omicron specific or pan kind of covid type vaccine in the fall um but you know it's still in development we never know how these things are going to shake out it is a, a big question for people certainly and, and not everyone um i think will line up for a fourth dose i think people will hold back certainly um there's some people that probably need it more than others too i think that's another part of kind of this phase of the pandemic we're entering where instead of just kind of blanket edicts we're trying to kind of tailor things to people more there might be people that would benefit from a fourth dose quite a bit and they should really make that a priority but it's it's we're in kind of a weird phase and it it's i think it's difficult for people to kind of navigate
1: i know some people uh in my life have been saying well where is the line with the vaccine like we know the flu shot happens once a year and it's tailor-made off the strain from the previous year. Um, this could potentially be the fourth or I know some people who have already had their fourth shot in such a compressed amount of time. Do you think we will eventually move towards a once a year shot or is it still just too early to play that guessing game?
0: It is certainly a guessing game, but you know, there's sort of thoughts that it can be seasonal. There's thoughts of maybe a kind of a pan-coronavirus type vaccine which would be great Got a lot of good minds in the world working on this it's only like the hottest health public health topic in the world right now so um you know it'll be really interesting to see how this shakes out the one thing we do know is covid's here it's here with us it exists it's something that we're going to have to live with or deal with or be aware of at least um it doesn't have to be something that's at the top of our heads all the time That covers you know the clouds our judgment and makes us just feel really attacked all the time but certainly like it's it's here and it's something that we're going to have to deal with and, you know, kind of like seasonal flu or other things and manage the best we can.
1: You put that very eloquently. And I hope that people listening take that to heart, that it it, it is here and it's uh, in my belief, it's not going anywhere. Um, but people still need to be out living their lives safely. Uh, with regards to the vaccine and kids going back to school in the fall, I haven't really heard much about young kids, um, having the vax available to them. Has there been any update or progress made on that?
0: You know, haven't really heard much since that election, right? The provincial election didn't mention a heck of a lot about vaccines. and the Liberals had promised to make them mandatory, which was kind of an interesting political stance to take because, you know, uptake among little little kids is, is, is good, but certainly not anywhere near the levels that the general population has. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how they handle it in schools this year. Um, but, you know, the, the kind of the, the tail end of this year uh, for students was pretty normal. Things were, were good. They were back to normal, um, generally speaking, and they got to graduate and do proms and graduations and things. So, um, you know, I, I don't know what this kind of transition phase of school will look like, um, how they'll get vaccines to kids if it'll become if there'll be a push to sort of make them mandatory. I can only imagine that some people will really start speaking up in the fall about that again. But. Uh, you know right now I think we're kind of all just trying to enjoy our summer the best we can and uh, kind of ride out this this seventh wave
1: absolutely um just looking ahead quickly to the fall again do you think we will see any kind of restrictions get re-implemented jane Sim said to me a while ago when the mask mandate was being lifted um you can't put the genie back in the bottle and I think she really hit the nail on the head with that one uh because I just I don't know how we regress even if it might be needed
0: That's a good point. Certainly I was speaking to one expert at Western this week and he said, you know, listen, I don't think we're ever going to see kind of those big, big blanket, heavily restrictive lockdown type measures again, just because there's no, that would be very difficult and not, there would not be any or a lot of public support for that. So masks, I think are an interesting one because they're a relatively easy, low risk mitigation strategy that public health has really been trying to promote. Uh, there was really good compliance with it when they were mandatory. Now it's really not that great compliance at all. Um, I don't I don't know what they'll do They'll It's, it's certainly a lever public health can can pull um, when things are getting rough. So I guess we'll see. Um, yeah, I, I don't I don't know at what level or threshold that we would see that. But I guess it's kind of brutal being kind of looking ahead with a bit of uncertainty here. But, you know, that's kind of the story of the last two years.
1: Absolutely. Uh, If people are looking to book their boosters tomorrow, Thursday, uh, where can they do it? Because a lot of our mass vax clinics have closed in the city. So how can people book?
0: So there's pharmacies and things that you can always go to, uh, or you can go to covidvaccinelm.ca. It's the health unit's website that they've been doing doing that for a little while on and they've got you know CareDocs still open and so is the agriplex and they've got mobile clinics as well so I mean if you want if you want your fourth dose it's out there for you and you probably won't have that hard of a time finding it which is excellent because I don't know if you remember but not that long ago these things were like liquid gold so it's kind of awesome to think back to where we were two years ago when we had none of these things and now they're just kind of everywhere
1: yeah, we were referencing it as the Hunger Games. I do remember very clearly it was it was chaos, for lack of a better word. Uh, Jen, I just want to say thank you so much for your time today. I really appreciate it and all of your hard work. Um, and I guess we will just wait and see. No one has a crystal ball, but not to wish summer away. But man, it's blown by. So fa- uh, fall will be here before we know it. Certainly. Thanks so much for having me thanks Jen uh okay so I just want to address something really quickly before we sign off if you're still here with us uh this is my last episode of the London Free Press podcast um I really want to thank you sincerely for your time and being here and I want to thank all the Free Press staff everybody has been so kind and so wonderful the Free Press podcast is going to take a bit of a hiatus just a few weeks but I promise you I am leaving you in good hands It will be back, so please stay tuned. And uh, until it comes back, please take care of each other and stay well.